Hey you sexy mother fuckers. How you doing out there? Welcome to the sesh wagon for this week. Um, yeah man, I'm doing good. Doing alright. It's only been 48 hours since I last spoke to you, so not a lot has happened. Not has happened in the lily land, the lily life. Not much has really occurred, but uh, I was... So I was thinking up some ideas, thinking up some uh, plans to talk, to talk about today. Sort of, you know, kind of bit stuck for ideas, but I thought, why not talk about the impending World War 3 or 4, depending on who you talk to, and the absolute cataclysmic destruction that is impendingly heading towards our world in the next couple of years. This could be even this year. Could have already started, depending on who you talk to. Again, all of this information is depending on who you talk to, because that's all we really have in the world of geopolitics, is opinions, it seems like, and loosely based facts, and, you know, confirmation biases, and people... People just really fucking pushing their agenda, like, you know, if you follow, if you're following this Russia-Ukraine war, or at least if you're following the sources I'm following, you know, some counts are saying Ukraine's winning, and they're gonna fucking dominate, and the Russians are an absolute shit show, others are saying the Russians are winning, and Ukraine's an absolute shit show, others are saying no one's winning, and it's basically in a complete stalemate right now, which is kind of kind of where my head's at, it seems like it's, at the very least, you know, things are, we're in kind of the eye of the storm is my kind of opinion on that, I think it's just, you know, it's dead of winter over there, so, you know, just gone through Orthodox Christmas, it was the 6th of January, That for those of you that are unaware that Orthodox Christians celebrate, celebrate Christmas uh, two weeks later, on the 6th of January, the fucking weirdos, but, um, yeah, so, things have been quiet in that part of the world for now, but I do suspect them to pick up pretty soon, and what way it's gonna go, I don't fucking know, but, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, I was, I was just, I, the reason this is on front of my mind is I'm about halfway through the most recent Joe Rogan podcast with, I think, Peter Z-Line, I think is his name, whatever the fuck, basically he's some, like, geopolitic, political analyst that seems to know exactly what's going on in every fucking big country and what's going to be happening there in the next five years. <coughs> and he lays for some pretty convincing arguments, obviously way smarter than me. He knows way more than I would, but, you know, some of the things he's saying contradicts some of the other people I listen to, but then they also back it up, and then, but then there's also, you know, the mainstream line that fucking Ukraine, we all love Ukraine, we gotta support Ukraine, Ukraine is the best, Ukraine is the greatest, Ukraine is the last hope for democracy in this world. Which is obviously fucking bullshit. It's a corrupt fucking country with a little fucking midget running it that sympathizes with Nazis and 
is just, you know, hanging their people out to dry and letting as many of them get fucking murdered as humanly possible. But yeah. Yeah, very... But we're down the middle, we're down the middle podcast, you know, I have said in the past that I'm, this is a pro-Russia podcast, I, I am officially going to be backtracking those statements here for you now, and I know that's going to upset a lot of people, and you may think I'm a bit of a bitch for that one, but I'm just, you know, new information, new information has come into my sphere of influence, and I'm allowed to change my opinion. I'm allowed to, I'm not even changing my opinion, I'm altering my opinion, I'm not even switch. I'm not fully doing a 180 reverse to the other side, right now I'm, you know, I'm of the opinion that, bit of a stalemate, Russia's kind of, kind of, fucked, fucked themselves a little bit with this one, but Ukraine is also fucked up, so it could, could really, could really go either way here in the next few months, and I think, yeah, that's, that's where my head is at the moment, um, yeah, Russia's a fucked country, Putin's a fucked cunt, like, you know, but then again, who isn't, sorry if you can hear a weird fucking scratchy noise in the background, my head's just gotten itchy as fuck, so just been scratching away there, I'll try to stop that, but um, yeah, yeah, but one thing that I think is going to become of this little conflict in Eastern Europe I don't think it stops there. I don't, like, whatever happens, it's going to get ugly. Like, I think, from what I've been reading, hearing, and seeing, say, if Ukraine, you know, fully... Sorry. Just going to get quiet there. There's some sketchy cunt who's hooning his bike around at 11.30 at night on a Tuesday night. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway... If basically what the corporate media are saying and Ukraine go in there and fucking dominate and take back their land and maybe even kick into Russia, that's just going to make Russia desperate. And you know, Russia's not going down without a fight. <coughs> Russia is not, you know, you don't be the world's largest holder of nuclear weapons and then get backed into a corner and then not fucking use them. So if that happens, that at least is going to kick off. And if they start firing weapons, they're going to get nuclear weapons, they're going to get them fired back at them. And bada bing, bada boom, bada boom, bing, bang, we go into a nuclear winter. Half the world's population gets wiped out. And shit gets fucking weird. So, yeah, that's not exactly a plan that I'm rooting for. Not exactly something I would like to see happen in the near future, but... To be honest, could be better than set than the status quo. It'll at least make things interesting for a while. Guns will actually have something genuine to worry about, not all that fucking COVID bullshit, which was clearly fake. Like, there's going to be actually real shit going down. You know, really, there might be a situation that really fires, fires up, you know, fires people up and gets them fucking going, gets the people fucking moving, the ones that fucking survive. Like, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people that die, and that's going to suck. And, but let's face it, a lot of those people, not saying we aren't going to lose a fair amount of good people, but a lot of those people are fucking pussies. And old. And old. So sorry, your granny's probably going to die. If she isn't already. But. Let's be real, you know. Fucking a little bit of, 
a little bit of nuclear fallout, a little bit of a Mad Max fucking gotta get shit done, gotta survive, gotta fuck cunts up, you know, that could yeah, really fucking, you know, fucking, yeah, fuck yeah, that's just getting me fired up thinking about it, but really sad, really horrible, don't want that to happen, so that's one possible scenario of what happens, the other one is Russia goes in there and absolutely fucks shit up, now, they're going to get greedy. <laughs> they're going to get greedy. You know why I think they're going to get greedy? Because you never quit after one win. You never quit after one win. Any fucking... Any person that's played any sort of game involving gambling or whatever the fuck, you don't quit after one war. You do not quit after winning one war. Could you imagine, could you imagine the rush, old Vlad, old daddy poots, could you imagine the rush he's going to get if he goes in there, sends the lads in, steps it up and just fucking bulldozes the Ukraine, fucking gets his, he's going to get his big swinging dick out on the table, flop it down for every Russian whore to suck. And he's just gonna, he's gonna be the fucking man, you know, sure he's gonna lose, you know, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of his own people, but all sacrificed for the good of the cause. But, you know, could you imagine being an authoritarian world leader of a government and coming back to your people after winning a fucking war? Just imagine, you know, that's like, that's like your city... Winning the NBA championship times 50 on steroids. That's like... You know, you've seen the parades. Like, that's like Argentina. Let's get recent here. Argentina winning the Football World Cup. You saw the pictures. You saw the parades. You saw those cunts getting absolutely fizzed. Fucking losing their fucking minds. Now imagine... That same high, that same celebration for the Russian people after they win this war. If, 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 if they win this war. It's not, again, and I'm not rooting for this. Make that clear. I'm not supporting a Russian victory here. I'm just saying. Like, I remember what it was like winning the under 17 eights. At the Marty Cup in 2013. Being national champions with the lads. Getting up there, crossing that line in first fucking place. You know, we sacrificed a lot. We trained hard. We were fucking exhausted. Not everybody made it. We lost some soldiers along the way. But that moment, you crossed the line. That fucking moment, that feels so fucking good. And that was a fucking rowing race in high school. You know. Something that has absolutely no bearing on life whatsoever. Now imagine that. You know, I'm sure a lot of you out there have similar stories of sporting or life success. Now imagine that. Excitement and jubilation. But about literally a fight for the existence of your people. And your country. And... Taking a massive fucking risk. 
flopping your balls on the table and it pays off, that high is going to be insane. And now there's one thing, you know, one thing we know about highs, about insane highs, and if you've been listening to this podcast over the last couple of weeks, you know, we're, we're, we're fairly familiar with a good fucking high, aren't we, boys? But, you know, if you, once you get that high, you don't stop just once. You do not stop at one. So if the Russians and Putin take Ukraine, they're not stopping at Ukraine. Poland's on watch. Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, Georgia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Finland, Mongolia. Probably not China. They'll leave them alone. That'll be too big. But they're all on watch. They're all on fucking watch. And Russia's going to be riding high, riding the momentum, puffing their chests out, big swinging dick in the locker room. And the moment one of those cunts step out of line, they're going to get slapped across the face by that Russian cock. And it's just going to escalate. And what, you know, what's going to happen is because, like, NATO and America have poured so much fucking money into the, into the Ukrainian people, they're basically bankrolling the Ukrainians and giving them all these weapons because, you know, they're playing the game that they need it to stop here. They need to stop Russia, right? Well, that's at least what they're telling us. But they want they want to stop Russia here. They know that they're basically saying, you know, Russia's not going to stop at Ukraine. This isn't just about Ukraine. This is about all Europe. We need to we need to pour all the money in and we need to stop it here in Ukraine for all Europe. You know. So, again, like, second time round, they lose that one. They're not going to give up. They're not going to let Russia just walk into every other country in Europe and just take them easy as fuck. You know, you never back out of the first loss. We've all been, you know, unless you're completely bankrupt and you got no money. You know, you lose all your money on that blackjack table in the first hand, you're, you're doubling down. You're not walking the fuck away. Not on the first loss. Maybe on the 4th, 5th, 6th and 10th loss. You're starting to have second thoughts. But not on the second. So, you know. Say Russia. Say in about a year they've cleaned up Ukraine. Big swinging dicks. Big balls. Chests out. Feeling good about themselves. Fucking, fucking Finland. Fucking Finland. Start, start talking shit. Start, you know, goading them on. Start fucking, you know, maybe even throw a punch. Shoot down a fucking fighter jet. Sink a boat. Blow up a, blow up a bridge, you know. They just do something fucking stupid. They test them. They try them out. Russia's going to go in there and fucking smack them around a little bit. And as soon as that happens, NATO's going to be like, no, 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 no. No, don't you do that in here, okay, not Finland, you, we, we may have let you do that to Ukraine in the end, but you're not doing it to Finland, and they're going to pour all this money, weapons and resources in Finland, and we're just going to start all over again, and there's going to be more war, more bullshit, and it's going to be right back into the same risk scenario where Russia win. 
dick gets even bigger, chest is pushed out even more, and they go for another one. And then another one. But if they lose, and NATO sends some blood in the water, and they're like, hey, 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 Finns, you did such a good job there. You did such a good job there, beating up Russia, not letting them take your own territory. Why don't you, why don't you take back some of this? And they do. And they start encroaching on the Russian territory. Russia's going to get the damn nukes out again. And that's, you know, that's Mad Max land. So that's basically what's going to happen here. So you've got a situation. You know, well, there is a third option where they could basically just be in a stalemate and they do a peace deal and they both go home with their dick in their hands. And, you know... Nothing happens. World goes on as normal. Tens and thousands of lives not lost. You know, sure, they'll probably be still pissed off at each other and it's probably just going to be kicking the can down the road for another 10 years. But that could happen. It's the boring option. It's the safe option. It's probably the smart option. It's the option we should all be rooting for. And, you know, deep down... Deep down in our hearts, we know it's the right thing, but I don't think that's happening. I think that's probably 5% chance. I think shit's getting escalated in the next couple of months, and whatever way it goes, it's going to trigger the world to go full-on World War III nuclear fucking fallout. And I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. And you're ready for it. Why else are we here? You know, if you listen to this podcast, it's a, it's a fair chance that you don't fit in a hundred percent to normal society. Like you're not a fully fully excluded either. Like you can you know you can you can blend in when you need to. You can fit in when you need to. <coughs> but if you listen to this podcast, you probably think you're not the biggest fan of normie land. You're not the biggest fan of these NPCs and the way things are going and normal materialistic society. And you just, you at least see through part of the bullshit. So, you know, if you also listen to this, you probably find normal, you know, if you're like me, normal day-to-day life. Fuck, it's boring. Fuck, it's boring. You know, wake up, shit, eat, work, eat. Work, shit, eat, watch TV, sleep, wake up, shit, eat, eat your shit, work, eat shit at work, eat, watch TV, sleep, wake up, eat, shit, work, 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 work. Pass out, sleep, wake up, forget to shit, work, shit at work, work, forget to eat, eat lots at work, get sleepy at work, sleep at work, wake up, take shit for sleeping at work, leave work, feel like shit after work, for taking shit at work, for taking a shit and eating at work. But anyway, that's boring, man. Day-to-day, suburban, middle-class, 
Nine to five, work till you did. Life is fucking boring. And we all know this. Like, that's why, like, I, I kind of got excited when COVID got, got started. Like, you know, I wasn't happy about it. I, like, you know, I, I at least, like, most people thought it was a legit virus and that people were going to die in the beginning. I, I also knew, you know, governments are going to be using this as an excuse to bring in the authoritarian rules and fuck us over for a while, which all happened. Virus was a dud. Killed fuck all people. But, you know, I, at least, the senses, senses perked up, and not only with all that bullshit going on, but it was also... About to be unemployed completely. So at the same time all that was kicking off, I was going into a new gig. Starting a new job in a a new industry, so, you know, felt alive, man. I was fucking alive. World was ending, pandemic was starting. New gig, new career. You know, fuck, fuck yeah, it was stressful. Fuck yeah, I know I can't, you know, I would have completely fallen apart if I, you know, Fucked me up for a while too. A couple, of, you know, the next couple of months out of that. That's a story for another day. But we're all good now. We're all good now. We recovered. But fuck, man. We're all just looking for a bit of excitement in our lives. And fucking World War, man. World War Three is gonna bring that. Like, sure, it's gonna suck. And if they bring back the drafts, man. They bring back the drafts, which I don't think they will. The war is gonna be. You know, it's going to be a technological war more than anything. Bodies and just useless soldiers that you give three weeks training to and then send them to the fucking trenches. Like, that's not going to be needed anymore. That's just going to, that's just going to be a liability. And you know it. You know it. Most of you cunts out there. You know you're going to be an absolute fucking liability on the front lines. Some of you cunts are probably full of yourselves and think, oh, yeah, I'd fucking, yeah, I'd fucking give me the gun. I'd shoot some cunts up. Fuck yeah. But we all know what's going to happen. You're all going to be an absolute fucking bitch out there. You're going to get there. You're going to hold that gun. You're going to feel the kickback when you shoot it. You're going to hear your first bullet getting shot at you. You're going to see your buddy take a bullet in the leg and hear him scream in pain. And you're going to shit your pants. You're going to cry for your mummy. And I'm I'm not saying I'm not. I wouldn't do the exact same. I am not well suited for hand-to-hand, full-on, like, trench warfare. Warfare. You put me in the middle of World War One, and I would crack. I would crack. I'd either crack in one or two ways. I'd crack where I would fucking cry every day and be the biggest bitch, or I'd crack where I'd go full-on sociopath, and I'd start to like it. I think there, there, there's, only t- there's only two ways. I think for most, you know, for most normal people, there's only two ways you get into a war. And honestly, option two there, going full sociopath, even if that happened, that kind of sounds a bit of fun. That sounds a bit of fun. That sounds better than nine to five. You know, getting put into a situation where it's socially acceptable to kill another human being. Now, I know that's, you know, that's not the politically correct thing to say that that's a good thing, but tell me me just saying that didn't, like, get your cock just to twitch just a little bit. Tell me me saying that you're going to be, it's going to be socially acceptable and going to be needed for you to 
end another human being's life. Does that... It just piques your adrenaline just a little bit. Gets you just a little bit excited, doesn't it? It does. I know you out there. I know, I know. Because it kind of gets me a little excited. I'm not saying that'll happen to me. Like, I think it's 50-50 if I'm in that situation. Like, I'm definitely going to start off as a bitch. First few nights, man, I'm crying myself to sleep out there. But, you know, there's going to be a point. Maybe a weekend, two weeks if you make it that far. Where you're just going to say, fuck it. Your brain's going to literally break. And you, you, I think it's going to be around that first or second kill. Because first one, you know, first one, you that might fuck you up a little bit in, the, in a way where you just, you know, you're going to feel, you might feel pretty shitty about yourself. But that second one, that second one, when, when it was, you know, and you felt like you just shot a motherfucker for your country. You know, for your people back home, for your, for your family, you just killed this random stranger. For them. That's when, you, that's when you're going to, you know, you're representing your country out there. You weren't going to be an all black. You weren't a good enough footy player or a cricketer to be a black, black cap. You weren't good enough athlete to go to the Olympics. Those are the only outlets for people these days to feel that pride. Of representing that silver fern, if you're in New Zealand, whatever country you're from, if you know, you know what you, you know what I mean. They all talk about it. They all talk it up. They say it's the greatest thrill for them to be able to represent their country, represent their friends and family back home. Now, the only way, the only way a normal bloke like you and me are ever going to experience that feeling, that feeling of national pride, is going to be out in the fucking trenches, out in the war zone. Killing a motherfucker. Killing some Russian cunt. Killing some Chinese cunt. Not that I hate Chinese and Russians. I love Chinese and Russians. But let's let's face it. Who, who's it going to most likely be? But fuck me, man. It's just that excitement. That excitement. Kind of, you know. That's why. And if you die, you die. Some of you are going to die. That's war. People die. People die in war. That's the shitty part of it. And it's probably... It might be you. But you did. You did. You're not going to notice. Like, yeah, you probably go through a shitload of pain. And if what would be even worse is if you, like, you get your fucking arms and legs blown off and you have to, you know, live the rest of your life as a cripple. That's, I think, the worst. I'd rather die than have that happen. So, that's, that's the real risk you're running. And it, that seems like... And with modern medicine, that seems like that's a much higher chance than it used to be. So, yeah. But, you know, that's that's, that's probably not going to happen in the first place. I can't imagine a draft really happening. Like, it could be wrong. Maybe not initially anyway, but, like, as the war steps up and they just need bodies out there. We could get to that point where maybe it's like a Vietnam-style draft where, you know, the, a lot of people... Well, this is kind of one of the fucked-up things that I found out recently about the Vietnam War. The way they decided who drafted, because they didn't draft everybody. They didn't need everybody. It wasn't a, it wasn't World War Two. The way they drafted people was they literally did a birthday draw, draw where they, I think it was like 100 days, they did it live on TV, and they literally, like, pulled... Dates out of the big ball. There was like, December 10th, you're going to war. 
July 24th, you're going to war. September 2nd, you're going to war. Like, literally, and it was on fucking TV. Obviously, they were very somber and serious about it, but imagine if they did that. I would fucking love it if they did that. Like, just live-streamed it. Live-streamed the draft lottery. You're just sitting there praying. Like, I'll be sitting there praying my birthday doesn't come up. You hear, like, you hear the month. You're just like, like I'm, not, I'm, I'm born in September. If anytime they say September, my, my, my cheeks are just going to clench. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then if they say, like, September 15th, I'll be like, oh, 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 not this time. But, you know, they're going to keep going. So, yeah, man, that would be fucking wild. I mean, I, I get, that would be fucking insane. Imagine that. I reckon they could do that. That would be an option. That would be a good option. I'd get behind that. Like, yeah, it's going to it's gonna suck if, that, if that, they call that date. But, uh... Just think about, think about the eyeballs. Just think about the content. Think about the viewership. You, everybody's watching. Even if you're a female or not a, or a kid or a non-fighting age person, like you're an old cunt. Like you're just going to be, it's just, you, I think that's going to be the only way you can get like 95% of viewers to watch a single program nowadays. Make it a draft lottery. You know, it's what we need. It's what we need to revive television in this country. But yeah. The other option, what I think most likely is going to happen, and it's kind of a shitty, dull option, but like, wars, they're all, they're all, they're all fought mostly with technology. They've got, like, they don't need lots of, like, they don't need unskilled labour. They need skilled labour. That's why, like, the only cunts that are going to be involved in the war are the cunts that are already in the military. You know, if you're already in the Army, Navy, Air Force, you'll go in there straight away. And unless, like, loads of them start dying off and they just need more bodies to man the basic shit, there won't be a draft. So what's basically going to happen is that all most, you know, Every country that's not directly involved in the conflict at any point in time is just going to be sending resources and soldiers and weapons to the countries that are backing that need it. Like, say here in New Zealand, you know, we've already been doing it. Like most Western countries, we've just been pumping, pumping money and weapons. We've been sending soldiers to train their soldiers. But, it, you know, if it escalates, it'll get to the point where we're sending our soldiers in to fight. In the Ukraine, and I think I think that's very likely to happen, and it probably won't escalate much past that, because like I think it, it, it'll probably just be counterproductive at this point. Like with all the technology and bullshit, it's just all too complicated. Like it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take at least a year or two training to get most, you know, the average Joe to be able to actually use most of the shit they use in the military nowadays. So it's just not gonna be worth the time and effort for, you know us regular cunts just to get drafted. So what's going to happen is the government's just going to send all of its resources and soldiers over to these other countries and, you know, it's just going to fuck up the economy and crash everything. It's, you know, things are just... You know, supply chains are going to get worse. Prices, inflation's going to get worse. And it's just, yeah, it's just going to be, like, more of the same. Fuel's going to get crazy expensive. And, yeah... That's just gonna, that's just gonna really suck. But hey, you know, the economic collapse is coming. 
And like I've said before, man, if you're a if you're a mid twenties fuck around, not a lot of money in the bank, not a lot of money in investments, no property, no kids, no wife, and you know there's an impending economic collapse. You know, able to work most jobs. So if your shit goes under, you'll be able to pick up. You know. If you have to pick up a shitty job for a while because your company's gone under, it's not the end of the world. You know, if you're a cunt that's able to hand, handle that amount of stress, you don't have any liabilities, you'll be fine. You're going to come out, you know, basically what I'm saying is I'm going to come out of this economic collapse and this impending war that's just going to, for most, for the most sake in our day-to-day lives, is just going to make the economic collapse even fucking worse. We're going to be fine. It's going to suck for a few years, but it's only going to be a few years. Like, I'm 26 now, so it goes five years. I'm 31 coming out of this, you know, with some new skills. No one's got money. I'm going to have, you know, experience, smarts, decent amount of work, you know, decent amount of work experience, some connections. You know, I'll be better off than the cunts in their early 20s. Going to be much better off than cunts that have had to do a bunch of crazy shit for their kids or had massive mortgages that blow out and couldn't afford them anymore and have to live in fucking motel rooms with their four kids and shitty wife. You know, doing a lot better than those cunts and doing a lot better than the old cunts that have invested all their money in everything and it's just gone completely kaput. And now everything they've worked for their entire lives is just worth nothing. Gonna do a lot better than those cunts. So... Yeah, basically, I think, and I think teenagers would be right too, because you'll be coming out, you know, you're basically, the economic collapse is going to be going on while you're in your late teens, early 20s, and, you know, you know, you never have money at that point. If you've got money at that point, it's because your parents had it, like, you'll be fine. That's when you're supposed to be broke and shit's meant to stuck, suck. So you're going to come out of that and you're going to be fine. So I think if you're from, between the ages of 16... And as long, you know, under 30 and as long as you don't have kids, you're coming at, you're going to be coming out of this right. You're going to be coming out of this right. Unless, like, you know, you just go completely unemployed. and But, you know, that's only going to be a problem if you're a materialistic cunt and you take, you know, if you've got value, if you have stake in the system, if your direct quality of life is going to be dramatically affected by the system collapsing. And I don't think, like, you know, I don't think I don't think it's real. From my understanding of an economic collapse, I think I think I think we're gonna be alright. Comparatively that is. And that's all that matters. You know. That's all we're gonna notice. As long as you're not struggling worse than the next guy, life's pretty good. And that's all that you know, that's all we try to do. Struggle less than the next guy. You could be slaving away 10 hours a day at the worst fucking job of your life coming home to eating two minute noodles every day and not being able to even have the power on but it's okay because you got 15 blankets and the boys hanging around and old mate got to squirt a little bit of weed so we're chilling out and you know having some good laughs you could be doing that and next door neighbors are uh immigrant immigrant couple with five ki- kids dad's lost his job and they're literally starving to death right next door. Who would you rather be? I, I know who I would rather be. And fuck, fuck everybody else, because that's the other thing, man. It's going to be a dog-eat-dog world out there. 
It's gonna be a dog eat dog work out there world out there. And yeah. We're gonna be fine. So World War Three is coming. Life's gonna be at least a lot more interesting. And I'm excited about it. Not condoning it. Not looking forward to the killing and the mass death. But I'm excited about life events getting a little bit more spicy, if you know what I mean. But yeah, moving on. Give you guys, you know, quick sporting update. Two big days in the football world. We'll, we'll start with today. Today, we have the College Football National Playoff final. The Georgia Bulldogs hosting, well not hosting, the Georgia Bulldogs number one ranked versus the TCU Horned Frogs. And it was an absolute shellacking. 65-7 to in a championship game. And yeah, didn't watch a second of it. Glad I didn't watch a second of it. Not going to watch any second of it at all. Congrats to Georgia, the dogs. But, um, yeah, fucking hell, TCU. What the fuck happened there? You just beat Michigan a week ago. I think that just shows you how much of a choke that was for Michigan. I think, you know, the fact that Ohio State, who lost to Michigan, came within a missed field goal in the last minute to within, to beating Georgia and being in this national championship, I think that just shows that, like, it's ECC and Big Ten, only two conferences with shit in college football. And if Michigan just got past TCU, they could have had a good chance of knocking off Georgia and winning. TCU did not deserve to be there at all. They were the shittest team. They lost their conference championship. And because everybody else in the other, you know, the ACC was a mess and the Pac-12, everybody just kept beating each other. You know, Pac-12, I think, is actually a pretty good conference. They're just like, they hardly ever get like a dominant team coming out there. It's just too, like, there's too much parity compared to, like, the Big Ten, where it's only Michigan and Ohio State at the moment, and the SEC, where it's basically, you know, only Georgia and Alabama. And then the ACC, we know winning was because the only good team was Clemson. Pac-12's just got too much parity. Big 12's going to dog shit. And, yeah. But congrats to Georgia. They did what they had to do. Absolutely spanked them. And, yeah, clearly showed that they are the best college football team in America. Now the NFL, NFL, NFL happened. <sighs> Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, lost to the Detroit Lions and got eliminated. And I was sad about that because I love Aaron Rodgers with all my heart and soul. He is my muse. He is my love. And I just want to see him win another Super Bowl, but I don't think it's going to happen. Unless he comes back next year, which he could come back next year. Honestly, if he came back next year and they just signed another, like, one good receiver and stayed injury-free, they could do it. Because, like, they got that young core developing. they got those young receivers. they got some good ones there in the young receivers. they just got to keep developing. Their offensive line was was injured most of the season, but when they came right, they were good. Same with the defense. So they could win another Super Bowl next year if A-Rod comes back for one more year, but I don't know if he will. 
But anyway, we'll talk about that at a later date because the beautiful thing with Aaron Rodgers is during the season, every Tuesday, he does Aaron Rodgers Tuesday with the Pat McAfee Show. And that's going to be tomorrow or in the morning or today, depending when the fuck you listen to this. So we're going to get to hear from the horse's mouth. And when he makes his decision in a couple of months' time, we're going to hear directly from the horse's mouth anyway. So I encourage all of you Seshwagon listeners out there, tune in tomorrow on the Pat McAfee Show for Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. I'll be there, and it's going to be a good one. But yeah, the rest of the NFL played out pretty pretty predictively. Predictively, whatever. You know, Chiefs won, Eagles won. They're the f- number one seeds, first round bye. And then basically, you know, everything else went the way you'd expect. In the AFC, we've got the Bills playing the Dolphins. Great division matchup. Looking forward to that one. That's two versus seven. Then you got the Bengals beating the, playing the Ravens. I nearly said beaten because they beat them. They played them in the last week. Oh, my Ravens, man. They lost. They don't have Lamar. We had the third-string quarterback playing the last round, Robin. I really don't like how this is going. I really don't like how this is going. Lamar, please be healthy, and please come back, and please ball out. But I don't have a lot of faith in that. If he does, we've got a good chance of beating them. But, uh, another season potentially ruined by Lamar Jackson injuries. And we know all next season he's probably going to get franchise tagged. I don't think he's going to sign a contract because I don't think the Ravens are going to offer him fully guaranteed money because basically their stance is that he's, you know, a high chance of an injury risk compared to other quarterbacks because he runs so much. And that's kind of being proven right at this point. Like, he's good. He's, you know, he's definitely a top five quarterback when he's healthy. And... But that's the thing, he's just not staying healthy. It's a second year in a row where we've really fucked out at the end of the season because he's been injured. And do you really want to pay that guy all that money? I don't think the Ravens are going to say they're going to pay him that much money. And Lamar's just going to hold out, and it's going to be a franchise tag. And, yeah. Yeah. Who knows, though? Who knows? He could come back, ball out. Take us to the playoffs. Take us deep. Take us really deep. Take me deep, Lamar. And yeah, we'll see. But, but we'll see. We'll see. We're going to still be rooting for the boys. The Bengals are looking good. Joey Burrow is so fucking good and so fucking cool. And then in the other AFC matchup, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the LA Chargers. The LA Chargers should win that, but who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? Those are two of the least giving a fuck about teams in the NFL facing each other in the first round of the playoffs. And in the NFC, we've got uh, the 49ers. San Fran 49ers hosting the Seattle Seahawks. That's 2v7. Another division matchup in the NFC West. Should be a doozy. Should be a good one. And then we've got the Minnesota Vikings hosting the New York Giants. I'd say Vikings should be favourites for that. I'll give you the full rundown of the picks on the next show, but Vikings should take that. And then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady, who's divorced his wife so he can be with his son. 
limping into the playoffs with a losing record. The only team this year to be in the playoffs with a losing record going up against Daddy Dak and the Dallas Cowboys. It's Yeah, we'll see what happens there. We'll see. I think the key is going to be whether Tom Brady anally rapes his son the night before the game or not. Because if he does, I think he'll harvest his adrenochrome energy and be able to ball the fuck out. Because that's why he does it, and that's what's happening. But anyway, thanks for listening. I love all and every single one of you. If I could right now, if you're listening to this still right at the end, I would get on my knees for you and suck your cock. See you next time.